Hello and welcome to the Kickball Change podcast. We are a grassroots programming offering insight and inspiration to young teens and adults looking to carve out a path in their creative and performing arts world. We are so pleased to be in the studio today. Sitting with me, I have my co-host, Barbara. Hello. <laughs> we also have our other two co-hosts, our high school students. We have Gabby. Hi, guys. And we have Belle. Hi. Now, interesting, fun fact, both these girls are dancers. Belle is looking to find her passion through a musical theater performing world. And Gabby, tell us a little bit about your drive. What What's your favorite dance style? Oh, that's a hard one. I I think I love a little bit of a mix. It's kind of like they're contradicting because they're to totally completely different styles. I like hip hop for one aspect and I also like ballet for another aspect. So liking the two as my favorites, everyone's like, how do you like both of them? I'm like, I don't know. I just like them both for different reasons. I yeah. love it. It inspires you. And Belle, right? I hit the nail on the head, musical theater all the yeah, way. Yeah, and I also like hip hop a lot too. Oh, I love it. And there's so much energy when you girls get to dance uh, with hip hop. Um, so leading in for today, our guest, she is an amazing dancer. She's had over 20 years of experience in dance instruction from preschool all the way up through pre-professional. Her attributes include ballet, tap, jazz, acro, as well as musical theater. She is certified through the Dance Masters of America to teach ballet, tap, jazz, and acrobatics to all ages. So that means adults too. <laughs> In addition to her training, she has studied at Broadway Dance Center in New York City, the mecca and the home for dance training. And she has also been as a featured member with the New Jersey Tap Ensemble. So without further ado, I would like to welcome and kick it off with a kickball change to Miss Robin Lynch. Yay! Yay. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad that you guys invited me to be on here today. I'm really excited to um, be questioned and share some of my stories and hopefully some inspiration for you young ladies. Absolutely. So, uh, Robin, it's so amazing to have you here. And I know you have worked uh, tirelessly and so passionately creating, co-creating as a director, a co-artistic choreographer for two beautiful shows, uh, The Tis the Season, as well as The Magic Garden Ballet. You are a registered dietitian, and that's where we're gonna actually kick off this ball change. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're gonna kick off this podcast um, by obviously welcoming you here. But, you know, I find so many dancers and families get very lost in the world of what's the best nutrition versus fad. And we see it as dance instructors. And I know throughout your years, I'm sure you have seen it uh, working under your certification with the Dance Masters of America in all the, the styles that you do there's always different fads that come in and out in the dance studio. Um, but it's really exciting to be able to talk to a registered dietitian who is also a certified dance teacher in talking about some ebbs and flows and what kind of jumping right on in is the best and the worst trends that you find for nutrition with dancers. Cigarettes and coffee probably the worst one. <laughs> yeah, right. For those of age, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of age, yes, that was definitely probably the worst right. trend, especially for ballerinas, right? Oh that God, was you the uh, to class all the time. Yeah, that was just be they would be walking up to not that I smoked, I never smoked. Um, uh, walking up to the class and they'd have cigarettes and then all, they'd have their little cup of coffee, you know, the one with the little Greek yeah. letterings on the outside. Um, that's that's what they did, and I just think people really didn't eat. Um, there's so many misconceptions in terms of fads. I don't know if I see. I think I see more fads outside of dancing because people are always trying to balance out their weight where dancers are a little bit more weight conscious because we have to stare ourselves in a mirror all day long in the leotard. So um, I, do, I do see probably that would be just a misconception of not eating. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what I would see. Um, you know, people don't want to eat or they're just eating salads and they're just not eating the right foods or pairing the right foods to sustain that energy throughout. Yeah, right, well, so, go ahead. <laughs> um, so another trend I'd see, I know that we've, I mean, you guys have all seen, especially at the competition circuit. That's where I think the other trend that I really see, um, you know, uh, people bringing pizzas back and these girls have to, they've danced all day doing classes and then they have to do competition dances, multiple dances till 12 o'clock at night. And you see them eating subs or pizza and we, we get it. It's easy. Um, and those are probably the most weighing down foods that are not going to give you the energy that you need or sustain it. So, you know, bags of chips and stuff. So we always see see that. Um, and that's something that always kind of 
crossed my mind. Like these are not, this is not fuel for your body. This is, um, you know, enjoyment food, but um, not, not so quick you, and easy, quick and easy. Yeah. So, but sometimes I think it's just changing that message that, um, and I love to use that word fueling your body because that's what you have to think about whenever you put something in your mouth, especially for whatever your craft is, how is it going to make me feel and perform? And that's where the message has to be is like, how does this food help you perform? Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm going to go off with uh, you being able to travel. And I, I've traveled overseas uh, multiple times and I've noticed a lot of other countries, instead of putting the word calories, they have the word energy, which yeah. they're two of the same thing. The and same. I think sometimes uh, we get lost and sometimes a, a younger generation get lost. And, and even as we age, uh, we want to cut calories. You know, we see that that's, you know, that's a trend for, for diets and you're cutting your energy. Exactly. Right? And that's the thing is when we're dancing, we're not trying to lose weight. It, that's totally different. We're trying to dance. So we were trying to do the best thing that we can do. We want to get better. We want to get stronger. We want to perfect our craft. How do we do that? We need the right type of calories or energy. Um, and it's not about weight loss. So that's where um, seeing what I do with people who are trying to lose weight or or my athletes, it's a totally different ball game. And it's very interesting to change that mindset because they might have friends. I'm sure you guys have friends in high school and they're worried about their weight. No, I can't eat that or that. And but that's not what you're about. You're like, I have to eat to fuel my body so I can be able to do this and dance for a long period of time or to get stronger or whatever your goal is. So, um, yeah, we always have to understand that nutrition is very individual. There's never a fad one size fits all. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, definitely, definitely being like a high school girl, I'm going into my senior year. You see all these girls on social media and the bodies and they're posting pictures and bikinis and you're just like, wow, like you don't know. Well, what are they doing to have that body? Like they're not, eating or preserving their body that the way that they need to. Mm -hmm. And being a dancer and standing in front of that mirror, you're self-conscious because you're looking at yourself every day in that leotard. And I think you hit like all the points of like, it's not that you're not eating, it's just being able to eat right to fuel your body to make it through the day and through the dance classes and through school. But definitely being a high schooler, what like foods would you say would be most optimal to getting us through the school day? to make it to dance class and we haven't already like kind of set ourselves up for failure, like what would be like a good lunch to pack? Well, definitely number one is breakfast. <laughs> and um, I know breakfast is a really breakfast, hard yeah. thing, but um, I always start, uh, you know, encourage everyone to eat breakfast, making sure that you're starting with some protein, even if that means a shake, which I'm not a huge shake fan, but um, I, I do use them when needed. But getting starting off with um, some type of protein, some type of fibrous carbohydrate that can extend throughout their school day. But for lunch, you know, getting that fiber through a salad, having some whole grain brain, bread with some turkey, um, you know, tuna fish, uh, uh, eggs, uh, soybeans. Um, you know, you guys have so many fun foods that you can eat now. Um, just really getting a complete where you're having your fat, you're having your fibrous carbohydrate, and you're having your protein in that lunch. So that way you're able to, be able to carry over before um, dancing. And then just, again, supplementing with some fibrous carbohydrate, having some fruit, having some grapes, half a banana before you start that dancing. Um, but I see a lot of times in lunch, especially if you get school lunches, they're definitely um, very processed, um, not high in fiber, um, no low in protein, a lot of Doritos chips, things like that, that are just gonna weigh us down because- Wait, they still do that? Oh yeah. 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 You guys have Obama, pizza Fridays? Mrs. Yeah. 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 I feel like Mrs. Obama was doing something Fridays. with the schools and the food, remember? Uh, well, well, she did, but that's more like, it depends what type of school district you're in, oh, you know? Wow. So it depends, it depends. But um, yeah, definitely. So uh, having that complete lunch where you're definitely focusing on the proteins, getting your chicken, getting your eggs, whatever kind of protein you like, vegetarians, getting beans. Um, and that's why I always love those little hot containers because sometimes just having, um, dinner or leftovers in there. I know my son is a big guy in having rice and beans and we put avocado in it. So we basically make essentially a rice bowl that we put in a little container that he can bring, you know, then have some tortilla chips with it, have fruit on the side. Something that's really gonna sustain him so that he's energetic and not feeling sluggish after school. So you mentioned um, a few times now fiber. Fiber is a very uh, com <laughs> big component, especially for dancers. Dancers are athletes, right? And I think sometimes we forget about that and it's a performance and yes, taking care of our body, but taking care of your body starts not only in the class, in the studio, but also inside internally with nutrition. Um, can For our listeners that are like, okay, fiber, fiber and carbohydrates, 
there's there's so many variations. Can you can you give a few different examples of? Uh, and you said breakfast was the most important part, most optimal part for these girls, and for any of uh, any performing art artist out there, um, girls, boys that are looking to extend their day and to not feel weighed down. Mm-hmm. Um, Give some. Can you give some examples of like a, sure. a fibrous breakfast? Sure. Yeah, and I love that you brought up the word fiber because I use that word all the time. And I, I, to kind of um, talk about fads, you know, people say complex carbohydrates. No one knows what a complex carbohydrate is. Complex meaning that it takes longer to digest, get through our body for our body to use that sugar. So not found in a bag of Doritos. Yes. <laughs> it, it, essentially, it's just it's just fiber, fibrous carbohydrates. So I, I just say fiber because you know that okay, oatmeal is high in fiber. So let's say if you had a nice oatmeal breakfast in the morning and then you put some chia seeds on top of it and you crushed up some walnuts and then you put um chopped up some um more apple in there and then you put um it's my breakfast every morning yeah <laughs> some is. some ground flaxseed and now you've had like this beefed up um oatmeal that really has a lot of protein has a lot of fiber in it Filling. instead of just having plain oatmeal where you'll be hungry in an hour. So like yeah. we really beef that up. Another one I see a lot of, because uh, again, you you high schoolers, you are very fancy now. Everyone ends, eats very fancy food, yeah. sushi <laughs> and you know, bowls yes. and things like that. Actually tried so, sushi the other day oh, for the first did. time. So yummy, right? So another one that I was like, um, kids are eating avocado toast now. I think everyone even is eating. So Dunkin' Donuts has yeah, avocado, avocado toast. toast yeah. <laughs> so having a nice whole grain bread, which is fibrous, and you're putting that avocado on top of there, um, throwing arugula and then taking some scrambled eggs or fried egg or something like that. That's a really nice, complete breakfast that you have. Um, having something like um, a Greek yogurt and putting fruit on it, putting um, nuts and seeds on it. So you're adding that fiber onto that high protein dish. And um, those are great breakfasts to start off with. I mean, we're always big on just the eggs and, and toast as well and <laughs> throwing in potatoes, whatever's left over. Um, but definitely that's what that fiber, getting those whole grains in there as well as those fruits and vegetables. So I always try to sneak vegetables, um, which are the fiber into um, into breakfast as well, like eggs and things like that on top of avocado toast, which I got Barb to, right? Eat this yeah. avocado toast. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of yeah. avocados, but I'll do oh, it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so fun stuff. Yeah. So fiber is a big one. So I'm always pushing fiber because you just don't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. So, but. And also helps us stay regular girls. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We love Go that. Ahead, so, so important. Um, so, of course, you're here on the Kickball Change podcast. Give us a kickball change moment. Oh yeah, lots of kickball change. <laughs> lots of kickball change. I think we all have a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, right? Definitely, but that's the most important part. And I love that in this podcast, you're bringing attention to it because awareness is everything in life. Um, but really it's all part of our journey. And that's what you guys are gonna realize is that as you go through life, you're gonna make a lot of mistakes. You're gonna feel sometimes at a dead end, but it's if you think of them as disappointments, that's the wrong mindset. You have to think of them as it's just, it's part of your journey and you have to learn from that moment. So I have to say probably my kickball change moment um, was I went to um, Arizona State when I was a freshman at college and I went to school and maybe not the best decision, but whatever, I went there and I did it and I was a dance major and I was someplace where in the dance world, I was very unfamiliar with the modern world and it was just a little bit freaking me out. So I was like, ah, I feel a little bit down about myself, you know, as, um, you know, when I grew up dancing, I was a good dancer. Was I the best? No, I had a lot of places to go, right, Barb? I had a lot of growth um, ahead of me. And I guess that started to be, uh, noticed a little bit more when I went to college. And then when I came home, because we can talk about that in another um, question, um, I, I came back to the to the city. And I was like, well, I'm going to dance, you know, because I don't really know what I want to do. You know, you're it's just also you never know what you want to do. <laughs> so um, I started dancing in the city. And what I found was it, it exposed me like I I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I'm not as good nice as teachers too, like Evie. Yeah, like but I, w- I was just exposed like I'm not as good as I thought I was, which was OK, you know. So I really I put myself in the city and I was taking classes when Barbara said um, Evie Lynn, who's a, a fabulous ballet dancer. Um, um, I went into her class and I don't think I had any business being there. <laughs> I just walked up to her and I said, hey, listen, I'm going to take your class. I'm, I'm just coming back from college. I'm going to come in the class every day. I'm going to get, you know, just let me know if this is someplace I belong or if I don't. So after class, she came up, she was like, oh, you you, you can stay, but you have to take two classes. You, you come to the class after. I said, OK, I'm in. <laughs> Love it. You know, <laughs> tough cookie. Yeah, but- yeah, I know you're seriously tough cookie. So. But yeah, then, uh, you know, you're taking more classes and you're in a whole new environment where you don't know anyone and you're seeing these people who are so much better than you. And you're like, oh, 
God, you know, and there's a lot of times in the ride home, train home, and I would just cry and say, you know, ah, oh, this is, you know, I feel defeated. But then, you know what, I get up, that's it, forget it. I'm getting up and I'm going to go back again the next day. And so I think what I, the kickball change moment was for me that, you know what, I am a good performer. I love to perform. I'm a happy person. I can get everyone smiling on stage and that's never going to leave me. But maybe I can parlay this into sharing because I'm a good learner and I, I get technique and I, I get that. I'm going to parlay this into teaching. And that's where I think that that's where that kind of went. So when I was taking classes, even though I was trying to get myself better as a dancer, I was more taking class to learn how, how to be to a teacher. teacher. I love it. And that's where, you know, Barbara really encouraged me to go to the dance masters and get my um, certificate in teaching dance. And that's where I did. And so definitely that was it was like a low of saying, ah. Oh, this isn't, you know, I know I could be better. Maybe, you know, okay, I'm not gonna be a ballerina. I'm 19 years old now. You know, you're supposed to be starting ballet, at, you know, when you're really young. <laughs> so that was a little, but let me parlay this into something else where I can benefit. And that's really what I love this teaching because I just love sharing, um, you know, I love kids and I love adults as well. And sharing your knowledge. And sharing mm -hmm. my knowledge. So that's where it really was just parlaying that into that knowledge of sharing that knowledge. And that was really the, the moment where it went away from performing and more into, you know, teaching and then choreography. But when did you perform with, I forget, when did you do the tap? So that's like, I was, I want to say, after, I was like right? 20, 21, yeah. So it was a little bit later, because um, then I was training with um, Jermaine Salzberg yeah, yeah. and uh, Jermaine Goodson and, you know, like all the tap teachers. And, and that again, that was a, a big eye opener as well. Like I was just taking class from everybody and anybody. I know the landscape has changed a little bit in New York City for people who are listening who uh, go to L.A. and New York now. I know it's a lot different, but, you know, back in the 90s and in and, and the you know early 2000s, it was it was awesome. It, it <laughs> I was. mean, even when you, yeah, it was yeah. like. I mean, I just think about that too. Is yeah. um, everything's know. changed? Yeah. Even when I used to go as a teacher, going up, getting, you know, combinations and stuff from like Fat Catchit and all yeah. that. But yeah, it's definitely. It's changed. been all about. It was all about the development mm -hmm. of the dancer and having fun and that camaraderie and learning. Yeah. Where now I think it's more about at least what I hear is that it's more about um, the teacher highlighting their choreography yeah. on that video so they could put it on their page. Right. And that I, I think if I went there and was taking class, I think I'd be really sad. Yeah. <laughs> because it's it was always yeah. just that about the, the art, the just and the being pure in that love. room and, and being yeah. in that energy and feeling that energy and not having yes. to always share that energy. Yeah. Yes, and it was always just about that the the love of the dance and, and just yeah. So I think that's that purity of it that I, I don't know if it's missing. I, I'm not going to say anything. No, no. <laughs> so how was your experience at the New Jersey Top Ensemble? Um, I was very challenging and so interesting. I was thinking about this um, a while ago. So um, so Deborah Mitchell was one of the she she was the in owner. Black and Blue on Broadway yeah, and yeah. she was actually studied under Bubba Gaines, who is, you know, a, a famous tapper. If you don't know who she is, him, him go look her up, him up. Um, but she was also in. Um, um, oh, my God. Now the name is slipping my head. The, um, the Rhythm Queens when um, they toured with, um, with this orchestra and they were the Rhythm Queens and it was Jermaine Goodson yep. and her. So to be in her presence was like, wow, like this lady, she's she's been <laughs> around and she can really, really teach me. And sometimes she's a performer and sometimes her feet would move so fast and maybe she wasn't able to articulate what was happening on her feet to <laughs> so that I, we would all understand it. So you had to be able to be quick and look at the feet and understand it. Sometimes it really lost me. So it definitely was a new pace where Barbara was so, um, you know, able to use her words and describe and teach things. Um, so she was it was more about watching. Um, the mm -hmm. other thing is that we, we always played to a live orchestra. So I we would learn routines and I'm, I'm trying to find the, 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 the music like yeah. on the CD, but it was different than what the, you know, the piano player was doing. And we used to have people come in with instruments and stuff. So it was really hard for me to practice because, and we didn't have cell phones that like I could record mm -hmm. or take a video, video of myself doing it or, or even her doing it so I could practice. So I think that was probably the most challenging, but super fun mm -hmm. meeting a lot of young, great tappers. Um, you know, we got to dance at um, Town Hall in New York yeah. City. You know, we went to do a lot of fun things. And um, how it, did you, uh, I'm gonna cut you off real quick. Yeah. Um, what was the audition like? What inspired you to go to the New Jersey Tap on ensemble um you know kind of what Maybe what probably. opened your eyes <laughs> <laughs> you're right um 
That's a great. I don't even remember back that far what the audition was like. I remember it was in Montclair. Yeah, it was definitely in Montclair. And there was a lot of people there. And now, again, we're going back to Mike Minnery. You guys know who Mike Minnery is, right? He was and his sister, right? Was he? Well, his sister was in the group with and the ensemble with me, but he was there like he was always involved because he did some choreography. You guys, they don't know who Mike Minnery is. They don't. You want to give a shout out to him? Yes, they do. Oh, he was a chump and Nouveau. Yeah, the Oh, you know what? They didn't do that. They The other guy came and then we started going to a different competition so no yeah. they never and that's when it. i was in the tap ensemble that's when he really started becoming popular yes yes and with his choreography with for dancers only yeah and um but he like i originally first time i met him was when i was 19 and and um yeah. i think jermaine's class yeah like, um so um i don't really remember i just remember being very intimidated a lot of good tap dancers i mean these this is their, their trade is and what i also noticed is that most of these people only tap which I found was really interesting too, where I, I have a lot of other things. So, um, it yeah, but I got to meet a lot of new people and I don't really remember the audition so well. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, that's I all right. <laughs> I don't remember it either. I, I was thinking about that. Wait, I think I just saw it in the, well, in the audition block. You have a yeah, audition absolutely. block. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. yeah, but I don't remember her, like even after the experience, I don't, it doesn't, I, my brain's old. I, I guess like, it wasn't I that memorable. I don't no. know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just scary. There was, there was no kickball change. There, there was no there kickball was. change there. <laughs> We're just going to do a round of shuffles and, and yeah. get through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question. So me and Gabby, we both don't have siblings that dance. Yeah. So, but you did. How did that mold your dance training and your passion for dance? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't make me cry. You're around. I know, I know, oh. I know, I know. Well, obviously, uh, for <laughs> the listeners who don't know, um, the co-host Barbara is my sister. My, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and pretty much my mom. So um, we, I have to say, so my sister Kathleen danced with me. So mm. she's four years older than me. So it was a little bit challenging because Kathy's just one of those people. She did everything well. So like, right, always. Well, so do you, Robin. I know, but she just was always every, everything well. So that was always a challenge. Like I always, I felt like I had to live up to those those shoes or live in mm. those shoes, what do you say? Look up to those shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was definitely challenging. Um, also, it was a little bit hard because she was a little bit older and I'm gonna, sh- I'll share a story. I'll share my um, Katie story. So yeah, one of yeah. my, my best friend was- It's a great story because it's a good learning. Actually, yeah, this is, um, so my best friend, we're the same exact age, and she was definitely more mature than I was. I was definitely little looking when I was young. So here we are. Not mature mentally, mature physically. M- mature physically. I had a little body. I had no breasts, things like that. Um, so I was I had to be 12 years old, and she got selected to dance with my sister because <laughs> my sister had boobs, and so did she. So they looked really good together. No, no, it was, it was a group, and they were all tall, and they looked like teenagers. So they danced together, and I had to dance with the little ones in a fly costume, why she got to dance in heels. So There's always a costume we remember. There's always there's a, a fly. No, no. And, we, and it was a great dance. And we won actually probably more we, than they did. But yeah, anyway, we did. We we're did not what is the name of the, the song? The if fly. You're in a, in a, the, the fly. fly. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Chubby I'll find those pictures. Chubby check on the fly. No, but we actually did better than them. So we were, we were actually better winners yeah. than them. But anyway, but the point was that it was hard because here's my best friend like dancing with my sister and I had to be down low. So I don't sometimes, but it makes you who you are. Like it made me realize like, yeah, I'm little and sometimes there's benefits to that. So I'm able to dance with these people and I could dance up if I wanted to. You have to accept who you are and what, instead of thinking, oh, I'm too small. I sh- why aren't I dancing with my best friend? Like I knew why, but some people I think miss that that message. But um, going back, so just talk about siblings, because I love this story. And Barbara and I both love this story. And we said we wouldn't share it, but I'm going to oh, do it for oh. my sister. So which one is that? I don't know. So Susan, my <laughs> my, old, my other sister, Susan, she she danced, well, but not really. So when we when Barbara first opened up her dance studio before she the year before she opened her dance studio, she was at another dance studio. And so because she was in eighth grade, Barbara was able to drive her to the dance studio to take class. And so I was in kindergarten and me and Kathy or Kathleen and I went to the recital and I was not happy. So I was very disappointed because I all we wanted to do was dance with our sister Barbara. I wanted to dance with Barbara. And we see this show and we see this dance to Philadelphia Freedom. See, so we remember the costume. Yeah. And my sister Susan, who doesn't know how to dance, is tripping across the stage <laughs> and all of a sudden messes up and shouts out. <laughs> Obscenities with the, yes. yes. Oh that my God. You, she mouthed them and everyone yes. could see. And I just remember looking at my mother and said, I couldn't take dance, but this is <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> Sometimes there's a benefit to not having so sibling dance with that you. might be a kickball change moment to say that's it. I'm dancing yeah. next year. No. So uh, but that's it. But that's other than j- j- challenges, I think other challenge would be for having my sister as a teacher would be um, that people thought that I would be favored. And it, the reality was it wasn't. I had a lot extra more pressure to be 
behave certain ways, be a role model, things like that. So, yes. but other than that, I definitely, um, I, we, we always just, it was a family thing and we always just did it. So it was exciting, but um, yeah, we used to fight or, you know, we would fight in the dance room as well. So little sibling things like that, so. Yeah, but there was definitely pressure on them. Yeah. Like I remember Robin coming in late. I said, like, you come in one more time, you're not allowed in class. You have to, you're, you have to show everyone. Yeah that, yeah. you know, who are you to come yeah. in late? And even outside the studio, behaving certain ways yes. where people would see you, you know, yeah. so-and-so's mom. So, yeah. So that's fun, having a sister and, and not having a sister because then you don't have to worry about it, Belle. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, so um, so for our listeners, you know, Belle has some, uh, she has brothers. Uh, they, they play sports. Mm. So yeah. they're athletic. Um, very athletic. Very athletic. Very good. So, you know, it, I'm sure, Belle, does that inspire you to see them and their work ethic? Yeah, they work really hard. So, like, it mm-hmm. inspires me to just, like, work hard like them and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Robin, um, what um, inspires your choreography when you choreograph? Because so your dancers are so well choreographed. And, like, is there someone that inspired? Because Robin also studied um, at Ruth Page. Yeah, Ruth yeah. Page. Yeah, that's And Giordano the, and yeah, up there in Chicago. in Chicago. So what inspires your your choreography the girls would probably want to know this too like why did you pick this this song did this song come or did the dance the feeling comes first like i want to do this kind of thing let me find this song or did the song come and then like what inspires you i definitely am i know a lot of dancers or choreographers uh, get feeling with the movement i definitely feel the song first i I don't know why (laughs) it's just how i am and i but i'm as you guys know since you've done my choreography like I listen to every little bit of the music there's like a ding in the yeah. background like eight counts <laughs> don't you hear go. that she, she's like can you guys yeah. hear it? I'll turn it up for you I'll, like you need to hear it what's the matter with these speakers it's not coming through yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so I definitely yeah I I almost like to mimic the music like I want the music to come through to the body and I think watching as choreography became more intricate I think I liked learning from other choreographers and seeing how they move that you know like mm-hmm. like me and michaels i always love that she always did that yeah. she like every movement hit yeah. a sound i really learned from that um yeah i definitely say it was the music and mm-hmm. i just i I'm, I'm just very classic i'm an old soul and i just love that classic vibe not that i'm not into you know because i've done a lot of mm-hmm. pieces that were um you know off or you know d- d- different genre but i just love the classic piece and i love I, yeah I think it would definitely be the music. It's a mm. good question, though. I know maybe I'm not so deep about that. Well, but. no, because there are, everybody has a different answer to that. Believe it or not, like I know that's a, like Erin was saying the other day that um, when she's in love, they had four love dances that year. Oh, was that you why know? they did that? Yeah. <laughs> and when she was angry, she'd have like whatever. Like that's what. And then sometimes she said that she had a song. And she's like, oh, I have to do a dance to this. Yeah. But most of the time, it's. That's and sometimes I think I pick songs that remind me of people. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think so that's So also, what advice would you give someone who would want to be, you know, like, I know, I don't know if you want to, like, I know why you picked a career in in um, nutrition and dietitian. I think I do. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. But um, what advice would you give somebody? Because I think that one of the things that why you picked a career in that is because it was you were on that mission to help pe- dancers Yeah. with that, uh, you know, so now you're a dancer, you're a dance teacher. I'm going to do a little bit more. I'm going to go back to school to be a nutrition so I can help them do this. Yeah. As far. So what advice do you have? Like if they're considering a path like, say, Belle and Gabby's a senior, you know, maybe she can double major in nutrition and be a dance major or be on a dance team. Like what would you advise her to do this year as a senior? Or Bell is a sophomore, right? Sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in in terms of nutrition or just any no, just, cre- okay, just yeah. uh, the any path. Yeah. I, well, I I definitely think that you can't limit yourself to one. That's where I kind of think. Um, and in hindsight, again, always looking backwards, being your age, I wish that I had explored a lot of different things. And I think that's where as young kids, we're not masters of networking or talking to people. Um, So I always, you know, ask people what they do. You know, if you see something that sounds really interesting. That's a common theme. That's a common answer. Ask people what they do. Yeah, like go um, and and visit. Oh, what does your what does your mom do? What does your dad do? Oh, Mm -hmm. hey, can I go see what he does at work one day? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, learning from people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we because we just don't teach our kids when they're young 
to the, branch the, out to, 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 to look branch elsewhere. out and also to network and ask questions. Mm-hmm. We 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 te- teach them to not you know everyone's a stranger like. Don't yeah. talk to people. Don't we like literally we 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 pull and them these back are the as opposed and at this age, now we want oh well go out and branch out. Why aren't you asking people? Because your whole life you've had them helicoptered and coddled and don't talk to people, and now all of a sudden you want to switch that gear. Mm-hmm. So I think as parents, that's where that comes in. But so for adult, I mean for you guys in high school, yeah, if there's anything that interests you, go and, and research it, look for it, mm-hmm. see see what because you can do more than one thing, and also it, your path is going to go many different ways. So maybe you might revisit something down the road, um, and and reading books, different things that might spark you. Um, you know, just, you know, talking, yeah, that's what, ask everyone what they do for a living. It's funny that you say that because I never used to do that. I kind of more like, I kept myself, like didn't really branch out. I'm like, oh, like I'll look into it, like on my own terms, maybe I'll go on Google, I'll look here, I'll look there. But I started a new job the like past two weeks, it's my second week. And I'm meeting all these new girls and they're in college. And I'm like, oh, like, where do you go to college? What do you major and minor in? And they tell me about it. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like, do you like it? Like, what profession could you get with that? Yeah. And I like, now that you say that, I didn't even realize I did that. Yeah. And I like, before I even, I didn't, I don't really talk to many college girls other than the girls that have graduated from our dance studio. And yeah. you just, you see what they are and you're like, okay, well, what could you get with this or this? But that's only a few girls. And now yeah. I'm hostessing with all these other girls and they're like, oh, I'm in my junior year, I'm in my sophomore year of college. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like I can ask these girls who I don't even really know. No, what so doing. it's not like they're gonna be biased or give me a like yeah. an opinion about it. They're just gonna tell me how it is. Like, oh, it's just this, this, and this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's good to hear it now. Cause I'm like, one of the girls was like, oh, my mom has this type of major. And it's a major that I think would be really interesting. And I didn't even know that that was a major. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm like gonna go home and like look into it. Yeah. Whereas before I didn't even know it existed. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and call up people. Hey, I'm a high school student. Can I take you for coffee? Yeah. <laughs> people love to talk about themselves. So yeah. if you just ask them questions, people wanna do it. Can I take you out for coffee? Sure. I just wanna ask you questions. Oh, you wanna talk about me? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes school, um, in my opinion, sometimes schools, only, not only, but they direct you to the most um, broad. broad, like lawyer, oh, yeah. doctor, this, yeah. that, but all the other things that go into make the world what it is. And Absolutely. you don't even know half of them. Yeah. You know, like I still want somebody to design a car from and have a place for my pocketbook. Yeah. And there's there's not a car that has a place for a woman's pocketbook. Yet. Well, oh, soon man. enough, because there's enough STEM programs now in yes. school. So yeah. hopefully like that's sooner than later. I went to- So no women on a design Come team? Come on, engineers, let's go. Yeah, right, I know. <laughs> like I even went to my high school, like uh, my high school's graduation for the seniors this year. Not that I'm a senior yet, but I went to watch for some of my friends that are graduating seniors. And the people that they're calling up, like the valedictorian and the salutatorian, when they made their speech before, as they're introducing them, they're saying what they're going to school for. And one was like, I'm going to chemistry, like a biochemist. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's like crazy. Like you can, there are classes we take and we don't even know, like I had to take chemistry as a graduation requirement, but I never knew that like you could go into school for specifically chemistry. And that that would be your major or minor. And you could take that out of school and then get a job with that degree and it's crazy how many things are really out there because you are you grow up in such a world that you only see this Mm, yeah you only see this you see what your mom does you see what your dad does maybe your grandparents or maybe like a sections of your family but then other than that you don't know what's out there Mm. absolutely so then as soon as you go to college and you're seeing all these people who are doing different things you're like wow there really is so much or even just visiting yeah Mm. yeah absolutely and robin i think you can kind of uh even talk further on that uh, of being in the performing arts world of being a dancer the discipline that that dance Mm. gives you how it it opens up more doors and it allows you right i mean yeah 100 percent um performing arts just even dancing just um it teaches you such that discipline and organization and you're just always good workers. And I, we always see that, right? Mm. It's like, just you're, you know how to do it. And, and even when I go through life, I meet people who danced and you can tell who the dancers are, the performers. One thing I have to say though, with performing, um, now that I'm a, I'm a registered dietitian, I, I like to speak in front of people. I love giving um, nutrition classes and I love getting up and giving lectures and, and speaking in front of people. And for the most part, dietitians do not like to speak in front of people. People always say to me, how do you just get up there and talk? I'm like, if I know what I'm talking about, I'm very free to speak. But it's because 
I'm used to being on stage or I'm used to being in the classroom and that's a chance to perform still, um, you know, to perform still. And even being in front of students and being in front of the classroom, you always. um, So I think that performing art really helped me and it will help anyone in any career you choose because, oh, hey, guess what, Gabby, we need you to go. um, Can you speak in front of these people and present this um, project? Yeah, I got it. Like where people are going to be panicking and practicing Mm. in front of their mirror for hours. And you're like, oh, let me review my work. I'm comfortable winging it because as a dancer, how many times we have to change things on the fly? How many times, oh, someone's sick and we have to move those spots around. We're so adaptable that. And so sometimes, you know, we were talking about this, Barbara, where people are like, I don't understand the benefits of dancing. Mm. And my kid's not going to be a dancer. You learn so much much as a performer. And I mean, in theater as well, you learn how to be adaptable. You learn that. So I think that there's so many lessons that we learn as performers and dancers in the performing arts that, um, that you have today that, that you, you have to can, do as yeah mom that you too. can yeah as used as mom and then um, you know you just use throughout any career those people definitely will shine and show through so i love it i love it nothing nothing well on like that topic it and being that i am like in high school me and bell were in high school so we're at like an impressionable age was there anything that you know now that you wish you had known when you were in high school? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> That's wow. a loaded question. Now, um, let me go in my Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would say what I was just relating to was the networking. I that's something where when I went back to school as an adult student, I had that up on hand for all the younger kids. Like I wish that I was I was a little bit um, more in, um, involved in networking where I was comfortable to go up to people and say or not even comfortable, I guess comfortable, but also caring enough, like actually cared or had to know so how to say or- like go up and do it. Yeah, because I was definitely much more shy. Yeah. So I would super shy. So I wish I wasn't as shy because when you realize I was I was very shy believe it or not, when I was younger. (laughs) And I learned not to be shy because I learned that shyness doesn't get you anywhere. And I think that has to do with my kickball change moment. Mm -hmm. That journey through New York Mm -hmm. City was shyness doesn't happen for you. So um, then going back and being like, I got to get this. I have to ask this person these questions. And how did you do this? And blah, blah, blah. And networking. Who do you know? And so I think that's where I wish I was more confident in myself to be less shy to um, go out and, and find out more so I could have myself, you know, maybe more equipped to find out what it is that you like. What, ad- that what advice would you give um, for a student that may be looking to take that next step of overcoming that shyness or that fear or that, that roadblock, right? And, and you know, it's mm. scary. It, when you're young, you're, you're developing who you are and you're designing who you are. Um, mm-hmm. Can you get, I mean, um, you're a mom, so you have uh, two young children at home. What advice would you give them if they're feeling nervous or scared or, or just maybe not good enough? Like what, for the listener out there or for these girls here, like what would you say to say, like push through it? It's going to be scary. Yeah, it's going to feel gonna, dark. It's going to feel raw. But well, I think and I use this a lot with my counseling as well. Um, awareness, the word awareness, and it might be overused, but I use it all the time. Um, when you're in a situation where you feel that you can't do something or you're super nervous or you're you're sick to your stomach and I can't go into that audition or I can't go into that practice or I'm taking a new instructor or it's the first day of school. Be aware that mindfulness. How do you feel? Like literally, how do your toes feel? How do your how does your brain feel? How does your mind feel? What are you thinking? What does it smell like? What does it look like? Every, just embrace and be aware of every single thing. And then you push yourself in that room <laughs> and you do it. <laughs> and then coming out, oh, what do I feel like now? And then revert back to that. What did that feel like? Remember that feeling? And look, I got through it. So then going forward, you can have you have that information saying, oh, I've been here before. I was in this really uncomfortable spot and I made myself do it. And you know what? I was able to get through it. So I, I've had these feelings. I've been here before. And what do I was saying? Clash. Remember, you guys like that when I said that. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, right? definitely. Do, I think your, that's le- do so... your left side. <laughs> it's always the left side. It's always the left side. No, but be, be comfortable being uncomfortable because once you get through that, because you're going to have a lot of uncomfortableness. Once you are in that spot, that uncomfortable spot again, you'll be able to say, oh, yeah, I've been here before. OK, I'm going to make myself do that. But in terms of confidence, I know that's a hard. That's a whole other. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole, a whole other, other day. That's yeah. a whole other podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's not tap, tap into that. But uh, you know, Bill, do you have a question, yeah. babes? Um. Well, I'm also like 
I'm a little shy sometimes, and like I feel like on stage sometimes you might feel like you're being judged or anything like that. Have you do you have like a time you remember feeling that way, like being critiqued in your craft? I guess always, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you, I know you're shy, but I love it on stage because you're no. If everyone when see people see you perform, they would never guess that you're shy. Yeah. You know, um, you know what the thing is. You're going to be critiqued in every single thing you do in your life, yeah. in your craft, math in, and your, science, in your math and, and science and dance and the shoes you wear. And, and sometimes being a mom, being a mom and, and, and you know, and, and, and the color your house is painted, what kind of car you're driving, you know, it doesn't stop. It just doesn't <laughs> stop. So what you have. And again, I guess I wish I had learned this when I was younger, is that people are always going to judge you. But really, the only judgment that matters is you of yourself. And if you feel that you're not being the best you you can be, well, then you have to change it to get to your standard. That's what it really comes down to is your standard, not about what other people think because people talk and mm -hmm. we just, yeah. you kind of have to block out that noise, taking the, um, the positive criticism or the constructive criticism, people who really love you, truly love you and want to help you get better or can assist you in getting better. But the other ones you have to kind of just block it out because that doesn't matter because I love what I'm doing and I'm going to, you know, but if I feel that I'm not where I want to be, yeah, then you be your, you be your worst critique. You be um, your biggest critic and, um, you know, so you can get to where you want to go. I think so, that's in. So are you, do you not like being shy or do you, do you want to learn how not to be shy? What's scoop? Yeah, down? I don't Come like the being school? shy. <laughs> you don't like being <laughs> shy? No, not really. I want to be more outgoing, but like, okay. I feel just like, hang out with Miss Robin for yeah. a day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel also, like it's hard to. And wait, you have a mom who's so, definitely not shy. So wait, yeah. I, actually, so <laughs> Belle is the youngest of four. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'm the youngest of five, and yeah. so I kind of went the reverse for you. I was shy, but what I did was I spoke so fast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so loud because they weren't listening anyway. So I had to get whatever I was going to say. Can I please go through I would just shout it out. And they still didn't listen to me, but I only had like two seconds to talk. So that's why. I, and then, so as an adult, I had to slow myself down. But for you, I think maybe, yeah, you just, it's, it, I think it has to do with the pecking order as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes kids are a little bit um, attention seekers, which you're not. Um, so you just went to shy. Yeah. But just, bringing out and humble she's very and humble. you're very humble i know yeah, but you so. know and and uh robin maybe you can uh maybe bridge this uh the conversation so from earlier you were talking about uh the ballet instructor that you took at in new york city yes um and you went up to her after class and you said you know do i belong here you you asked the instructor yeah. um you know do you remember what the other dancers were like in the room like what was I mean were you feeling judged and maybe that's something you know oh, bridging yeah. into that because oh. that's right Belle I think we're kind of hitting the nail on the head yeah. I think that's when she got her yeah. first like asthma attack <laughs> I know right I was definitely I was definitely no I didn't I'm you know I'm a very respectful person I didn't want to insult somebody and be in a room that I didn't want to be in that's I think the worst and I think you guys as dancers and, and teachers and you know you just don't want to insult somebody being in a place where you, you don't really belong. so right away but then uh, that's a catch-22 because now you're judging yourself before you even mm -hmm. make that impression yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. And then, but the, the the people in the room were just tremendous. And I was like, I just don't belong here. But when she just kept on saying like, yeah, you come back to the class and you come do this one. I kept on coming back. And then she would say, where were you yesterday? Why weren't you here? You know, so she, she wanted believed me in you because she believed in me. Yeah. Even though she had, you know, fun ways of showing it. Um, <laughs> she she believed in me. I think that that gave me a little bit of confidence that, you know what? OK, you're not going to be in the New York City Ballet, but you you can be better and mm. you can get better. And I think that having the belief, but also believing myself. So saying, you know, I do belong here. Yeah. I paid my money. I cry too. A lot. Oh, a lot. I used to cry on the train all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I feel like there's also like that one. It's either like that one person or that one event that happens where it kind of you you realize because I used to be shy. Like mm. I remember there was I had one teacher both in school and there was one moment at dance where my shyness kind of broke. And like at school, it was this one teacher because he was just he was a bubbly guy. He was so outgoing. He would do everything crazy and he noticed how shy I was. So he would try to push me into doing more things to talk and do this. Whereas like in dance, it was, there was like one moment, I think when I went to my first convention, I think it was with you, Maddie Demery and Dom, and we all went to Monsters. And then I think the week we got back, we had practice for our competition dance. And that was when Aaron called me out in front of everyone and was like, I just want to say like, you have like finally like been, you showing that you're comfortable now. Mm. And I want to commend you on that. Like yeah. you're showing that you're, 
getting better and you're like pushing and you're being yeah. comfortable. And that to me was my moment where I was like, it's okay to be uncomfortable because now I can let my body kind of move. Because even watching myself when I first started dancing, it's completely different. I looked yeah. like like a stick that didn't really move. I like I couldn't figure yeah. out where my movement was and like how to move. Whereas now I feel like at least whether my body has changed or my mindset has changed, now I know that I can be comfortable with being uncomfortable and the people around me aren't gonna judge me because they're doing the same thing that I am. And they're just trying to find where they're comfortable being uncomfortable, Robin's saying yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, there's one moment or one person that you remember mm. when it changes. Mm. And yeah. like, I will never forget that. Well, nice. And I think that when I was in the city, um, you know, again, doubting myself, totally doubting myself. I think fast forwarding a few years, I was just so frustrated that I was shy because if I wasn't shy and I had a little bit more confidence in myself or awareness of like, okay, this is who I am. and. I would have been able to make more connections. And that's where I think that's where I dropped the ball. I totally dropped the ball there because if I wasn't shy, maybe even talking to the teacher, but maybe going up to the ballet dancer and hey, where do you live? You know, hey, do you guys want to go get some coffee? What do you do? Where are you from? Where do you live? Oh, do you want? That wasn't happening because I was so shy because I thought they were judging me that my why is she here? In this Why class? is she here? She's mm -hmm. not very good. So I, I that prevented me from networking and really um, going out and meeting friends where maybe I could have met auditions. Maybe I could have met more people. Maybe I could have. So that's where, you don't know where shyness like didn't now. get me anywhere. And that's what I learned. And so, I, I mean, in hindsight, that's probably just it. I would have definitely just have if I could just have be me and back then. And I would be okay. And also with my food too. So that's, you know, the way I feed myself now. I wish I had that with my young body. Hmm. So speaking of the dietitian, like a nutrition aspect of your life, what would you recommend for your picky eaters? So I know I'm a picky eater and I've just now being in high school, I've started to branch out more. I'm trying new things. Yeah, you have. Because I, I, I have to. I, I have to overcome that your barrier. Big girl Whether, pants on. Yeah, I have to put my big girl pants on. <laughs> I have to either find things I like and if I don't like. And then at least if I try it and I don't like it, I can at least say that I tried. Because okay. that's kind of a mindset I learned from dance. Well, I'm not going to know if I'm good at it if I don't try it. Mm -hmm. And that's even a talk I had with one of the girls in the, the teenage group because she made a comment during class. I was like, oh, like you can try this, this jump, this jump. She said, I don't want to try it because what if I look dumb? I was like, you know, you're not going to then you're never going to know if you can do it. This is the place you want to try yeah. it if you're going to look stupid. But exactly. you're not going to look stupid because you're at least trying. Yep, exactly. So that mindset has like come into food, I guess, for me, even just subconsciously. Mm -hmm. But I know for picky eaters, it's been hard trying to find right food groups and the right things to eat before class or after class or for dinner or for lunch when I know I have to go to dance later and I'm gonna have like a three hour class or even packing snacks. Like there's so many things that go into it that now it's like, am I gonna eat the same thing over and over or do it like, how am I supposed to find different things to eat? Can I cut it? Bella, are you a picky eater too? No, not at all. She's oh, okay. <laughs> okay, good. Just seeing if both of them are on the same page. Though. Yeah, Bella right. eats everything. Okay, um, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's it's very individual where, you know, you're a little picky eater, but you are branching out and trying new things, which is good. Um, for picky eaters, I always recommend not, um, not uh, what is it? Don't eat with a bad cook. <laughs> so always try things with a good cook, you know? So making sure that if you're trying a new food, but really it is just introducing or in small amounts or mixing foods together so that you can try a little bit of food, but we can go over specifics for Gabby. I don't know if I can explain it on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any um, small suggestions, say for our listeners of in, that may be the picky eaters or say that, that like the bells that may eat everything, um, going back to that, like grab and go. Yeah. nutrition like do you have a favorite like grab and go and I, i'm gonna assume it's probably not those um carbohydrates found in no, no, yeah. <laughs> the bag, um, ready to go to yeah no but no, even like sometimes even like even the crackers or something like crackers and cheese like you know they have little grab and goes in there little pretzels and hummus um uh rice cakes peanut butter um i'm a big fan of the trail mix um you know grabbing the yogurts that you have and, and putting on nuts or fruit um those are like the easy things. Edamame beans are a great source of protein. So like having those things and having some fruit with it. I'm always thinking about small foods that you can pop in your mouth, grapes, um, you know, blueberries, things like that, or raisins that you can kind of um, eat. Uh, but Robin, the, isn't it also like, I know you have told me, like you have to change your 
palate. Your palate, your palate because yeah. like if you never had sugar and you just had Megan's little girl for her first birthday, she wouldn't. She didn't have a cake that <laughs> had it. icing on it. She had yogurt on it. I love and it. And then there was blueberries. And so she, and Robin's kids did the same. They didn't have sugar. And then one time they had sugar and they're like, wait, what? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. going this. Like, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> so you do have to, even with everyone, everyone had to change yeah. your palate yeah. big time. She yeah. just did salt vinegar chips. When I was young, I grew up with my mom and my dad and my grandma cooking everything. So I used to eat everything. And then my mom went back to work and my dad was only the one in the house. Oh, so then I started, he would only feed me certain things at that point. And then I stopped wanting to eat yeah. everything mm-hmm. else that my grandma would try to introduce because my dad wouldn't let her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well, Palates change, right? You're yeah. like Palates seven. definitely so, change. Yeah, like every seven years, years they years, change. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I think it's like seven years or something like that. But also when you have people who have really highly food processed diets, it's the processed foods has so much sodium, or even if you eat at a restaurant all the time, it's so much sodium. So you're apt to that salt. So you're just always looking for salts. You taste something like fresh vegetables. You're like, oh, these taste like nothing because you're used to salt. Or people who drink a lot of um, diet sodas and they have a lot of aspartame and all those those beverages, those waters that I tell you guys to stay away from that have um, sugar alcohols in them and artificial sweeteners, they feed that sweet spot. So when you taste anything else, you're like, oh, this isn't sweet. So you're always looking and craving that. Or so, salty. Yeah, yeah, so it's like create, it's cleansing that palate so you can get back and really just try to start to enjoy food. But because your palate changes so often, you want to make sure that you're always in- experimenting with new foods and trying. Th- oh, I never liked that, you know, but now I do. I, you know, yeah. I, there's foods I used to hate. Oh, my God. And now I, yeah. I love them. Like, so. And to give something more than one chance. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I've what done that a few times, too. Like, yeah. uh, there's like a lot of my mom loves barbecuing like meats. And I used to like never eat meat, yeah. really. So every time she would, she's like, oh, just have a bite of this. Just try this. Just try this. So just a little bit. Uh, so I'd always have to, I, I kind of try to keep my food groups when I eat dinner. That's kind of <laughs> one thing with my mom is like, you need to have a vegetable. You need to have a carb. Yeah, you need yeah, to have yeah. meat. So with every dinner, we we try to hit each yeah. thing. So she's like, well, you have to have a little bit of a meat. You have to have a yeah. little bit of that food group. You have to find something, something with protein. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's always trying to find something to yeah. fill that spot, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's always important and exciting to to be able to have that, you know, to to know and as a dancer and as a performer, right, trying different styles. So different styles yeah. of dance, different styles of food. food yeah. Um, you know, so uh, my ladies here in the studio, it has been an absolute pleasure. We are actually yeah. going to we're coming to the end of this. Yeah. Podcast. Wow, I don't it want it to end. By. Um, so, Robin, Dude. we will definitely have to have you back. We're going to get a Thank lot you. deeper into nutrition and, you know, d- nutrition mindset for for the youth, especially whether you're a dancer, you're a performer, anyone in the creative arts world and, and how to utilize mm-hmm. that. Okay. Um, so I want to thank you. I want to thank our co-host for awesome. coming into the studio today. Uh, Robin, it is awesome as always to have you here. Um, for our listeners, uh, Robin is currently on staff at the prestigious Atlanta Club in New Jersey. Um, she designs functional nutrition programs for families in all walks of life, all ages, um, which is fantastic. And I love that you're using your kickball change uh, to step into the nutrition world and still using your your uh, creative performances, being able to apply that as a nutritionist, as a registered uh, dietitian. Um, you know, I think our takeaway for today is just, you know, be aware of the present moment and be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any other last, last words or comments for our listeners at home that you can give them to keep them inspired until our next podcast together? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, shyness doesn't get you anywhere. Go for it, you know, and really um, just ask questions. Everyone meet everyone just you know no one is better than the next person and you learn so much from really talking to other people and as a dancer whatever profession you're in it's that's the best thing is learn from other people i love so. it well robin again thank you so much for coming into the studio thanks rob for our thank, thank you girls our co-host thank you so much and again listeners you have been joining in for the kickball change podcast more to come bye thanks for listening to the kickball change podcast For more episodes, information, or feedback, make sure you check us out at thekickballchange.com.